the recent anime phenomenon lives up to the hype. Today I'm talking about Demon Slayer. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I'm actually talking about another anime, and that anime is one of the most popular that's out right now, just began its second season after its successful uh, movie, and that is Demon Slayer. So... It's it's a one that uh, it was it was definitely a anime that got recommended to me a lot. I know a lot of people have been talking about, and I just want to I dove in and sped through it because it's just really good. <laughs> it's really well made. It has a lot of surface elements that I like, but also a lot of deeper elements which I like, which I will get into starting now. One of the fun things about anime is how a new show can become a hit seemingly overnight. Part of this is because a lot of anime are based on successful manga titles, but also because an anime that does something a bit different in a crowded field stands out. Which is exactly what happened for Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no, no Kaiba, or Demon Slayer for short, whose single season and recent film was met with rave reviews and a dedicated fandom. So what, in a genre that's full of young men on missions against evil, makes Demon Slayer stand out? The series centers around Tanjiro, an affable young man who sells charcoal and lives with his family. But his quiet life is upended when his family is attacked and killed by a demon, and his sister Nezuko is transformed into a demon. Hoping to find a cure for Nezuko, Tanjiro decides to become a demon slayer and kill the powerful being responsible for his misery. There's a lot of reasons to like Demon Slayer. It has a unique art style that really shines in the battle scenes with elemental images taken from Japanese art styles. The series does an excellent job of slowly but surely opening up its world and the warring factions involved. And we've got a nice mixture of characters, including our resident coward, our literal feral hothead, and the will-she-won't-she-attack-a-human for Nezuko. But the four main reasons I like this show are listed in the title, Tragedy, Training, Tactics, and Tanjiro. So let's start with Tragedy. Something I kind of love about this show is how every character has a tragic backstory. I know you might be thinking, it's pretty standard for the hero to have a tragic backstory as well as his friends. But no, that's not what I mean. I mean pretty much every character. Tanjiro and Nezuko are the most obvious, since we saw what happened to them from the beginning. They had a happy life, or at least a livable life, and it was all ruined by a demon attack. But whether Tanjiro makes a new friend or fights a new foe, there's always an element of tragedy to said person, even if it takes some time to reveal itself. I'll use two quick examples to explain what I mean. Tanjiro's master Sakonji and the demon Ru, Ryui. At first, Sakonji is, like most anime masters, strict and rough, but he warns Tanjiro that thanks to his dedication and even expresses how proud he is of him before he sends him off to the Demon Slayer selection process. However, once Tanjiro is in the selection process, he discovers that Sakonji has been sending a, has been carrying a terrible weight. All of his students for years have been killed by the same demon during the selection process which both gives gravity to Tanjiro's fight and makes his return to Sakonji even more emotional. 
And on the other end, as vicious as the demon Ryui is, we see that his condition and the cruel thing he's done is out of tragedy. He wanted to create a family, or rather recreate the family he lost thanks to his demonic transformation. What I love about this and the show is how it makes almost all of the demons victims of the main bad guy in some way. Whether they chose this, chose this life because they were vulnerable or they were chosen, they're victims of this as well. And then we get to training. In shows like Dragon Ball Z, there's a big emphasis put on training to become stronger or mastering a certain skill. While this is a great way to explain new power-ups or abilities, most anime treat training as something that should be alluded to and not shown. Which is why it's so much fun to watch Tanjiro and later his new friends train and improve their skills. Almost a third of the episodes in the show are either dedicated to recovery or improvement that may take years. But because we've seen almost everything Tanjiro has done to get stronger and become a better swordsman, his victories feel earned. When you remember how feckless he was against a single demon when the show started, and then watch him slice and dice with the best of them, you know he put in the work, and it makes every decapitation extra satisfying. It also sends a great message that anyone can improve with time and training. You're not just born to be a badass because you're a Saiyan or because you were chosen. A regular guy can become a demon slayer because he worked really hard. And, and then we get to tactics. When the fights actually happen in Demon Slayer, it's clear that Tanjiro is very capable, but can't steamroll his opponents with overwhelming strength. Since killing a demon requires decapitation, he has to use his moves and tactics to come up with an opening, described as the opening thread, and follow through. And depending on the opponent's attack abilities or defense, that could be really hard. The show rightly stays in Tanjiro's head during fights, which makes the audience privy to each move he's going to try next, so it's like we're fighting alongside him. It also means every success or failure feels more personal, and sends Tanjiro back to the drawing board. It's also a better method, at least for me, than another character explaining all of the tactics for the audience's sake. And then we have Tanjiro, the goodest of boys. The main appeal of Demon Slayer, at least for me, is its lead character, Tanjiro, the goodest of boys. It may sound hyperbolic, but he is. Almost all other shonen anime-styled leads are either prickly, see Yusuke, come off a bit dumb, see Goku or Gon, but Tanjiro is smart, motivated, capable, and most importantly, empathetic towards everyone. While many anime heroes win over rivals by being obtuse or stubborn, Tanjiro has an innate ability to meet his future friends where they're at. He makes a coward like Zenitsu feel important, and he plays towards Inosuke's competitive nature to get his help. He's not trying to change who they are, and will happily push and pull them to help train when they ask. But that doesn't stop with his friends. Of all the demon slayers, Tanjiro is the one of the few who seems to realize what tragic figures most demons are, either because he listens to them or is so in tune with their emotions when they pass. He rightly believes that this is crucial to understanding them and defeating their master. And we haven't even gotten to his extreme dedication to his sister, or the trust he puts in, web, uh, puts in her when he needs backup, or how he tries his hardest to save as many people as possible regardless of wounds or personal danger. In so many ways, both in heart, action, and character, Tanjiro is the goodest and my favorite part of Demon Slayer. Mm -hmm. 
This has been Scott's Off Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Off Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.